Chapter 44 Small Town Secrets That had been one serious, wild bitch of a dream. I still couldn't get my mind around it, the details slipping away as all such whispers of dream stuff do. I was numb, my bones ached. This had been a full-on body dream, left the sweat frozen to my skin. I hobbled to my feet, trying to think, remember anything. There had been things in the wilderness rotting through the trees, knocking them all to shit. They didn't care. They had been running, fleeing men, but that wasn't important. Not the fact that men had chased something to catch and kill. What was strange about that? Okay, maybe if they were chasing human babies, or I don't even want to think about what. But what they had been chasing, what had been in the forest, I don't know. Where does my subconscious dredge up this stuff? What they'd been chasing wasn't real, the kind of thing that only exists in dreaming, like being chased by El Nino, or civil disobedience, or math. Anything that can't exist in life, which really isn't saying much in this place. But I'm serious. What they had been chasing, what I had watched, what had attacked me in the woods, it hadn't had form or substance, not animal or vegetable or mineral. It had been more of an idea. A force that didn't wish to be conquered or caged, something untamed, something wild. That is what they had been after. The men in my dream had been hunting a concept, maybe even an ideal. I don't know. I don't understand these things, but it had been so real, and I dreamed so seldom. It had all been so wild, so strange. When the thing had attacked me, it had been the force of all God's creation tearing at my skin. Why would I dream such a thing? I'd wandered into the woods. I didn't have anywhere else to go. Nowhere to stay, no money. What was I supposed to do? Beg? It had been late. I'd wanted to wait until morning before trying to find white trap. Ye gods, what a name for a town. So far, the land of forgotten dreams had yielded me a place called Dayside and a town called White Trash. Who comes up with this stuff? Can I name your baby book, you freak? White Trash, what a name. I had found nothing in Dayside. The librarian had been helpful without actually telling me anything. It was like they were all trying to get rid of me. What you seek is not here. Just try down the road. Over there. Keep going. Just a little farther. You've almost found it. If this keeps up, I would explore every foot and inch of this place without learning anything. Maybe that was what was behind the dream. Strange and faceless men chasing things that couldn't exist through the forest. Strange and imaginary things with no form or substance. Only will in the fires of life to drive them. That was appropriate. Strange in acting out a dream. In the woods as I slept, I could do nothing. So I ran with faceless men, brought down monstrous and beautiful things without form or body. Only I hadn't been running with them. I had been chasing them. Well, not really chasing them. I had gone to figure out what the hell was going on. Then one of the things had attacked me, trying to escape. It had only been trying to escape. Then the men found me. They had helped me. They had told me that it had all been a dream. That was weird. You don't often get a dream telling you that you're dreaming. No, more than that. The dream had been trying to convince me that it was a dream. 
How often does that happen? Which raised an interesting question. Had it been a dream? I was sore. I ached. I felt as if something had mauled me. The details were too strong and fresh in my mind to be totally imaginary. Most telling of all, I was indoors. Looking in the bathroom mirror, splashing water over my face, that little detail finally sank in. I was in a hotel or something. A little one-room apartment with its own private bath, which was totally strange as I had wandered into the wilderness to rest. I had no money. How could I afford a room? Why would I forget taking a room but remember a dream in which I went into the wood and people tried to convince me I was dreaming? That kind of shit just doesn't happen. So the people who had found me, they had brought me to this place. They would put me in bed, hoping I would forget. I could tell. I could feel it against my skin. The was name that I would forget the wood and remember only the room. That awful smelling stuff they had forced down my throat wasn't to make me feel better. They had forced that stuff down my throat so I would be open to suggestion. So they could hypnotize me, bedazzle and control me, convince me that I'd always been in this room. I could feel the false memory slipping, trying to hold, finding no purchase in my mind. They didn't know they were dealing with something who had survived the lands beyond. I had seen shit that would drive a sane person from his mind. What they think a little drugging and suggestion would do. Which raised an interesting question. What had they been trying to hide? Those things they'd been chasing through the woods. I wonder what they could have been. Maybe the men had been gray men. I'd been going on and imagining them gray men. Catching all the forgotten dreams and drawing them to the library. Yeah. That was it. That could very easily, in fact, very likely to be the case. I'd come across the gray men at work in the wild wood. Now that was interesting. That was very interesting. The library was not something that simply existed. Imaginary books did not simply grow on the shelves. They had to be captured. They had to be brought into the library. So maybe I was going about it all wrong library could be entirely the wrong place to look, the wrong place to search for a book that James Joyce knew I'm right. It might not even be on the shelves, not if it was still wild, not if these gray men hadn't captured it yet. That was it, then. It was too soon to leave Dayside. I'd been looking in the wrong place. The librarians wouldn't help me. I had to search for Lucifer's widow in the wild, learn if it had been captured. I had to find the gray men. And that left only one little question. Where to look for them? I didn't even know what a gray man was or if he wished to be found. I didn't even know where to begin. The library wouldn't help me. I would have to go into town. I'd have to search to look. Listen, I would learn what secrets the town held. Maybe they were all gray. The first trick was to listen to this room. Yeah, this room. The one I'd found myself in. Discover if it was truly a hotel room. I mean, the subterfuge wouldn't last. There was no explanation for why I had found the room. It wasn't as if I could afford it. So listen to the room. That was a first order of business. That wasn't hard. As I discovered, as Hobbes had taught me without words, I listened without ears to the voices of the room, listening to the passage of footfalls and many voices. The walls had ears and whispered one to another, if only one knew what to listen for. And I could do more than listen. I could pick at the false memory clinging desperately to my skin. They wanted me to remember taking the room. I had money. Checked my bags. Found money. Didn't even know I had bags. Not before that moment. They had provided for me. A change of clothes, hairbrush, toothbrush, it would appear I was an encyclopedia salesman. They did have a sense of humor. 
these grain men? How long did they expect that to last? Encyclopedia salesmen? It was to last until I was far from here. That was clear. When I remembered, if I remembered, I would remember never to return. Don't cross the gray. But the room knew. I had been carried into the room by five of them. Four to carry, one to direct, leaving the luggage behind. Why an encyclopedia salesman? Then they had left, saying little, saying I would remember nothing. They had said that. She had said that, standing over the bed, watching me, while the others lowered me into the sheets and wrapped me in blankets. He doesn't belong. Then they were gone, and I learned nothing. First thing, then, was to broaden the scope of my search, but where to begin? That was a good question. I must learn if the town was gray, or for only some members of the town held that honor. The gray ones could live in the wild. There was that possibility. I would search and I would learn. It was early. I must find people, listen to them, without drawing attention to myself. That would be a trick. It had never worked with Dale Morgan. She had never led me all in knowing the places I would learn secrets from. There was no hiding from her. Hannah had only slipped that one time. So, would it work? I would learn. Not knowing where to begin, I began. I tried to follow the memory of footfalls beyond the room, trace gray men from my false memory and resting place. The walls did sing to me, little, but they did yield secrets, that I'd been carried to the room, that they'd left me there. They weren't trying to hide. Obviously, they didn't reckon with what they were dealing with. I must be something wholly new to them. Where do people keep their secrets? That was the question. I figured the local establishment, watering hole, that's where they would gather, try to guard, surrender to drink. I would learn much in such a place, but it was early. I would find them at breakfast. So where to go? A diner, international house or something or other? That was a place to start, a small town. They would gather in such places, drink their coffee, munch on pancakes, waffles, steak, and eggs. That is where I went. I got strange looks from the man behind the counter. Luckily... The gray left me a change of clothes. The shower in the hotel had done wonders for my disposition. No longer looked like the monster that time forgot to bathe. So the guy behind the counter saw me for the stranger that I appeared to be, seeing nothing of the fugitive that I was, saw nothing of the crimes I'd committed against the fair folk. Place was small as befits a small town. One long counter, one row of booths. I couldn't be so bold as to take a booth. The end of the counter would have to do. I chose my spot and was provided coffee. The place wasn't empty, but they were quiet because of me. So I sat there, and I listened, hoping for anything. Stray thought, passing word, anything that would tell me what the secret of the town was, anything that I would learn in the library. The wild dreams that roamed the wood at night of the gray men who hunted them. The voices were guarded town wasn't gray. The voices were sober, reflecting on the world as befits a place where dreams come to die. I learned nothing and everything. I think I was wrong about the gray, in the way I figured it. They didn't chase shadows, dreams, or nightmares. They didn't chase the wild dreams of the wilderness, books and plays and novels and stories, movies and TV shows. No. That was not the way of things. Dreams didn't come tame to the library. That much was clear. But they weren't brought. Not as I'd seen in the dark. No, that had been 
something specific. There were hunters in this town, but they weren't gray. They didn't hunt all things, all reasons, all dreams, nightmares, and dreams, and shadows were different. Each to its own, each to its own rhyme and reason. Capture, escape, release. There were hunters. They did search for one thing and one thing only. Something dangerous. Something wild, untamed. That much I could gather from the whispers and the world, from the shape of the town and the coffee house I found myself in. Someone had spoken to me. Not a whisper, not a forgotten dream, lingering in the grain of the countertop. A voice, a question, spoken to me. The waiter was watching, and I realized that he wanted to take my order. I'd been sitting there, nursing my coffee for a very long time, and I realized something. I'd left my money in the room. I'm sorry, I said, for the waiter had given me his permission to talk without knowing I... Never mind. I have nothing to give you. Everything is back at the hotel. I will pay for the coffee. This is respectable establishment, he said. Hours you have sat here, drinking my coffee. Stranger, we don't hold with your kind here. Vagabond, troublemaker. If this is a respectable establishment, then you must give me the chance to repay my debt. I would do dishes, wash tables, most anything that you could ask of me. Most anything? Then the wish is not freely given. You know something of guarding secrets. You sit here, wanting something, wanting something of my customers, of me. No, or hiding. It's in your eyes. You're on the run. You would rain trouble down around my ears. No, I wish only to learn. I will have none of it. No secrets, no lies. These are good people. I will not have you destroy us. Well, so much for keeping a low profile. Everyone watching me, what else could I do? I left the coffee shop, tail between my legs, so to speak. Not looking back, I didn't even want to return to the hotel, collect the things that weren't mine. I would leave them, let the hunters, the not-gray men, take back what was theirs. I had learned much. They weren't gray. I don't know where I had gotten that idea. They weren't the seekers of all things lost, dreams that would never live, but they hunted something, something wild, something dangerous, something that could be captured and could be tamed. The library was getting me nowhere. I must find the hunters, show them that I couldn't be deceived, learn. I must find them. I would return to the woods, spend one more night, and perchance I would be witness to the hunt once more. This audio recording of The Fairbrook of Gideon and the Tale of the Donkey is copyright 2011 by Keith D. Jones. All rights reserved.